0: Welcome to Better Cast Saul, the officially unofficial podcast for Better Call Saul on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we're doing a little preview cast for this brand new show. Yep. Don't, don't know much about it other than it uh, stars one of our favorite characters from Breaking Bad. It is the spin-off. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a prequel, a little bit, bit of a post-quill, a little bit of a... We have no idea. We have no I idea. I think they said, from what I've heard, that they're going to jump around time significantly. In I've heard, show. see, I, I followed this. Info?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know because this thing was initially conceived as a 30 minutes comedy series. And the other thing that's interesting is I was reading an interview with Sepinwall, uh where it looked like Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan just really struggled about, you know, this all started when they were writing scenes for Saul Goodman, and they'd be they'd come up with crazier stuff. And they're like, oh, I'll file that for the spinoff. Mm-hmm. And then a couple seasons going by, they're like, you know what? That might not be a joke, And but it took them a long time to figure out what exactly this thing was going to be. And it seems like today everyone, including Odenkirk himself, mm-hmm. struggled with the idea of like, oh, God, what if we make this thing and it's not – worthy of the Breaking Bad label. Totally, yeah. But as far as, the only thing I can expect is it to be, I it, I expect it to be a good show now because mm-hmm. three people whose opinions I really uh, enjoy, um, you know, James, Pon- James Wozniak, if you ever followed us back in the old season four days of Breaking Bad, you know that I did a Daily News post and, you know, and wall, Pani Wozniak, Mo Ryan became kind of like my go-to. I forget Chuck Klosterman's wife uh, who wrote something for, I thought, maybe time. But anyway, it's not important. Um, I, those kind of became the the four people I would go to for reviews and discussing the reviews. And I thought they had mm-hmm. a really good, uh, lots of good takes. So I was gratified to see at least uh, Seppenwall and Pani Wozniak come out and say that Sepinwall is unqualified that it's good. Paniwazic says it's good. I'm not sure if it's great yet. Uh And kind of Andy Greenwald said the same thing, which we'll get to a little bit later. So my, but, but it's weird. I don't, I've never had a situation where I've been with a movie or television show I've cared about that I've come in with kind of like these weird zero expectations.
0: Yeah. A lot of people like to go back to the Lone Gunman stuff. Like, especially because, you know, it's Vince Gilligan. Yeah. And it's involved with the X-Files. That was a spinoff, too. And that was a huge disappointment. And so I think going up to um, before people had actually seen episodes, everybody was worried about, you know, this turning into Lone Gunman. I'm no longer worried about that. I think, like you said, that enough critics who I respect have come out and said, this is a good show. Uh have done so, and so i'm I'm feeling a little bit more confident about it. Everything I've seen, we've watched a few previews looks like kind of the stuff that I want out of a show based around Saul. Yeah I mean it looks like things are going to get serious when they need to be serious and things are going to be funny every so often, or maybe even a lot more often than in Breaking Bad. I mean, I guess, if, and I'm okay because that's that's who Saul is, right? Yeah, my He's mostly ridiculous, but every once in a while, serious. My
1: expectation of the laughs to serious drama is going to be slightly inverted from season one of Breaking Bad, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if if season one of Breaking Bad was seventy five percent serious drama, twenty five percent black comedy, mm-hmm. I'm kind of expecting the opposite uh, of that from from uh, Saul.
0: Yeah, I kind of expect this to take to start funny. Um, and take a more serious turn, kind of as Breaking Bad did, throughout its run. Uh, but, you know, just starting from a point of more comedy. Yeah. But still, for whatever whatever reason,
1: I'm just... I'm not hyped. I'm not under-hyped. I'm... Uh, I, and I don't know why. I, I, I can't explain the emotional reaction of why I'm approaching this. It could be that just there's so much television on right now.
0: That's that, part of it. That mm-hmm.
1: I am super excited about and I'm very much into... Uh, there's at least four shows that I'm watching right now, just completely loving every moment of it
0: yeah, um the, the other portion of it is Breaking Bad is just such a good show, yeah, if I get my hopes up to breaking bad levels, I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Is it possible that this show could tarnish the reputation of breaking bad?
0: I don't think so. no, I mean it's it's a completely different universe as far as we're concerned, right so
1: you don't so you didn't watch this might be controversial opinion, I don't no. know um. You didn't watch the Super Bowl. This is not the uncontroversial. No. Uh, uh, you you didn't watch the Super Bowl. No. You're aware that there was a Breaking Bad commercial. I'm aware that Brian Cranston, yeah, reprised his role as Walter White. As a pharmacist for some kind of... I When I watched that, I, I had two reactions. One was kind of a chuckle because, you know, it's Brian Cranston and he does comedy really well. But secondly, it was a little bit of a ooh. Um, hmm. Because I feel like Walter White becoming commercial punchline, and they've done this a lot. Like, I I can think of oh, at yeah. least, like, almost a dozen. Uh, oh, Walter White with his, or, or Bryan Cranston with his, um, you know, Malcolm in the Middle wife waking up and it was just all a dream. Okay. That was funny. Uh, The one where they're uh, Jesse's kind of the redneck uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus Pawn Stars thing. Yeah, hardcore pawn,
0: hardcore pawn is what it was. Yeah,
1: Um, I you know like that was funny. I thought that was real funny. But some of the stuff was kind of forced, and at the end, I was expecting Mm -hmm. to be really forced, and it turned out they turned they flipped the script and it's just a dog car wash. I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of defensive about. Too many of this stuff being kind of hoarded out in the popular culture and between Cranston and Paul cash and checks and Vince Gilligan, it's like it can't tarnish the original material in, in, in the way yeah. that like. When I watch Empire Strikes Back, it's still as awesome as the first time I saw it, right? Sure. But I don't watch Empire Strikes Back nearly as much. Because I've got the bad taste of the prequels in my mouth, so like just the 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 excitement mm. of like I got nothing to do on a Saturday, I'm gonna pop in Empire Strikes Back. Gone, it's gone. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that's the kind of
0: tarnish I'm worried about. It, it's hard to compare it to other shows because we you know haven't seen the show yet, and there are not a lot of shows that do spinoffs. I mean, yeah, there, not there are some noticeable ones, some notable ones, uh, but like I don't even if the if even if X-Files wrapped up really well and was a great ribbon on a great show, it seems like the Lone Lone Gunman would not have tarnished that show. Well, because weird, it's just it's such a spin-off. The Lone Gunman came out
1: in the middle of X-Files running. I know.
0: Yeah. So hey. so were you pissed at the Lone Gunman watching that and saying, Oh man, this is nowhere near as good as X-Files. Now I don't like X Files? No,
1: here's what happened in Lone Gunman I actually, here and here's the other thing I'm worried I thought the first couple of episodes of Lone Gunman were pretty strong uh, It's like what I expect Chris Carter to come up with If he's had a whole lot of time to think about how the launch his pilot and all that But to the extent that Chris Carter didn't really have a plan for the continued success for X-Files And didn't have it even less so for, for yeah. the Lone Gunman And it just became like, uh, you know, this is the day and you had to program a VCR and pop in a tape like, it became less and less important for me. To, and then I missed one. And then, well, there's no Netflix. So it's like, <laughs> I, I I won't say that the Lone Gunman was bad. It just didn't scratch the X Files itch, and X Files sure, was did,
0: still ongoing. Did it tarnish X Files in any way? No, no, really. Did you say, man, X, I don't but, like X Files? But X Files tarnished X Files. I know, I know. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why it's not a fair comparison,
1: right? Yeah, it's like if it had a Kramer spinoff, and like, did it? Spin- well, no. Uh, you know, what's his nuts going, losing his mind, and and calling all those people awful names in the comedy club tarnished Kramer? Not. It's like. If, if X-Files yeah. pisses on its own legacy, then no, I cannot blame the lone gunman for any of that. <laughs> but,
0: sure, sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I've tried to keep my expectations appropriately low, hmm. um, given that this is kind of an experiment in my mind, you know?
1: I've been cultivating that low expectations in for a long time, and it might be just the inertia of, yeah. like, okay, yes, Wall yeah, well said it's good. Piney- All this in the last week, it still hasn't really got me out of that state I, I don't know that i will be out of that state until monday evening when we've consumed the first
0: two episodes and yeah uh not fully to anyway i think the the ex, uh, extended trailer that i saw did a lot to to kind of help me form an opinion on what the show is going to be mm-hmm. um they they kind of get into a lot of the tone there and a lot of you know kind of the plot i mean they don't outright like say it to you, but they do show you a significant portion. Like, uh, we're we're going to talk about this. So if it, nobody wants to be spoiled by an extended trailer, then I can't see how you can possibly tune installed. out of this podcast now. Or spoiled, installed.
1: How yeah. could you be installed by a trailer? <laughs> that violates several several provisions of the the uh, terms of and conditions. The EULA. sure,
0: not to mention grammatical rules.
1: But <laughs> I I never opted into those rules. Okay. I did not scroll down and click I agree.
0: So, I, I don't know. what We've kind of talked about our feelings about the show. Do we want to talk about how we'll be covering the show a little yeah. bit? Yeah. I mean, from a timing perspective, um,
1: this thing is going to be on for 10 episodes, I gather, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, on Monday nights, with the exception of the premiere, which is going to happen on Sunday immediately after The Walking Dead. So how we're going to cover on the first week is... We are doing our instant take and live. uh, Well, not live watches, but we're doing instant take of The Walking Dead this first week. And then we will not have an instant take out for Better Call Saul because we probably won't even get to see it. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch those on Monday night and then do an instant cast for Better Call Saul. Yeah. And kind of an instant cast for for both of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, we'll have a cast out for the first episode. Wednesday, we'll have a cast out for the second episode. And in subsequent Wednesdays, we'll have the podcast out for the previous Monday's airing.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Basically, instant cast after the second of the first two episodes on that Monday night. And then a a full podcast out two days after the show.
1: Sure. So the first
0: week, there'll be two of them. Yeah. Um, so
1: that's that's one way. Let's talk about spoilers. Yes. Because there was something, that, I didn't even consider this, but it popped up on the forums that, like, you know, should I be concerned as someone who is feverishly trying to marathon Breaking Bad on Netflix? Or maybe I'm watching it with you guys on the rewatch. That's giving the impetus. Should I be concerned about Breaking Bad spoilers? Huh. And my reaction to that is twofold. One, yes, yes, you should, because I think it, it, Vince Gilligan is going to approach this from the, the direction of Breaking Bad's out there, and this is a character who's in Breaking Bad, and I have full knowledge of what this person became and what this person is and was, and I'm going to use that and put it
0: on the screen. And from the reviews that I've been hearing, if you are a fan of Breaking Bad, it makes the show more enjoyable. Right. Now,
1: so there's that. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you're a spoiler purist, you need to see Breaking Bad first before you watch um, Better Call Saul, even though it's going to be a prequel. Yeah. The second point is from our coverage perspective, we we've, we've debated about doing everything that we know from Breaking Bad in a spoiler section, and you know, but that we're we've decided against that. Like, I neither of us wants to do it that way. We want to do this podcast as if you have seen Breaking Bad and you've enjoyed Breaking Bad and you're following it. So
0: yeah, the thing that I really don't like. I know better, that will
1: probably alienate some people that want to watch this, but you're playing with fire if you're that concerned yeah. with spoilers. If you're that because because like you know Saul is not a pivotal character in Breaking Bad. He you know and and also Breaking Bad has spoilers, but I I can't believe that Vince Gilligan's going to have any like Luke you know, Darth Vader's Luke's father kind of spoilers.
0: Yeah. If we're going to do those kind of spoilers and better call Saul, like say, Oh, here's what uh, Saul does here, which affects what happens mm-hmm. to Walter White later on. Mm-hmm. We'll do that in a spoiler section, no. like an official real. No, spoiler. Why? No, we just said we weren't. <laughs> I said, if we're going oh, to do oh, any oh. of that stuff, we'll oh. do that in official spoiler section, like the real spoilers. Like if you haven't seen breaking bad, this fucking destroys it for you.
1: No, I'm saying that we don't do that. We expect you to see Breaking Bad. Uh I don't know that you can
0: expect so it's only a year out from Breaking Bad. Man. I get
1: it. I get it. But I don't I don't really look forward to covering this with trying to pretend that I haven't seen Breaking Bad for a segment of it. I mean No,
0: I mean that's the thing that I don't like about our rewatch is it's kinda stupid because yeah. we do sort of pretend that during the main cast and have a spoiler section. But there, I will guarantee you that there will be a way to talk about Better Call Saul without telling you the ending of Breaking Bad. Okay. Is my point. And if there's not, there needs to be a spoiler section for it. All right. I so, don't think you can spoil a, an entire series one year after it goes off the air. Huh. I don't know, man. People still get up in arms about spoiling shit from other shows that have gone off the air and five, we always six, tell seven, them, eight years ago. We always
1: tell them, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, like we yeah. try to avoid spoiling. But
0: that's because that's because those shows have been off the air for ages. Like right. you don't spoil *End of Loss*. Well, fuck you. That went off the air in 2008 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely, there's no reason for us not to spoil that.
1: There's definitely a an expiration date on some of this stuff for yeah. sure. Like if you're, if if it's five years, like if you're talking about spoiling oh, yeah. *The Sopranos* or star wars or i mean i'd argue the only reason i don't spoil more of the wire is because just respect for material and i you know i kind of do want to have a podcast um but there's really that's really if it wasn't for that the the concept of doing a podcast in the future i'd probably just be making stringer bell and omar and all these other references left right and center i mean because that's how i was exposed to the wire i read uh Uh, A a Bill Simmons article on basketball that that spoiled Stringer Bell, Omar, uh, everything, D'Angelo, everything. It was just like it was like the top 10 moments of the wire spoiler. I'm going to use these as a cheap analogy to what's going on in the the NBA. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to watch the series now. And I did. And I didn't feel like, obviously, it's my favorite show of all time. Uh, I don't think it impacted my enjoyment of it, but I'm a spoiler weirdo.
0: Yeah. All right. How do we transition back to the podcast, man? Uh, Let's talk about, I don't know, some of the stuff we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, You see what I think is some OCD on his brother's part, on Saul's brother's part. Uh, He's like wrapping himself in some kind of foil at home and insisting that he's going to get better. Uh, it looks like he's being shut out of the law firm, which he is a oh. one third owner and partner. No, of. I,
1: he's going, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know if he actually does it obviously, but I think, uh, that he is going to try to burn his house down Okay, and he's wrapping himself in that foil, like, you know, the firefighters in Yosemite forest jump in that like little sleeping bag thing that can protect them for like 60 seconds and thousand yeah. degree blaze. That's. But I think it's it's either he's going to talk him out or he's going to go disastrously, or no. maybe Vince is just going to expect us to roll with the idea that a thermal blanket could protect one from a house fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know because about
1: that. Because he does do that occasionally. He plays fast and loose to the science, banking <laughs> That's on us not knowing it. Yeah,
0: That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like he's got some mental issues that he's dealing with and he has mm. taken a break from being a, partner yeah, yeah. a law there's firm. Something
1: going on. The, the one thing I want to say about my overall impression, of the trailer is I was worried when I heard it's like Jimmy McGill. Uh. Um, you know, how much of like pre lawyer Saul are we going to have to put up with? Will that be tedious? Are we going to see him working odd jobs? Are we going to see him in co- I mean, there's only so much you can do to unage Bob Odenkirk. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I, okay I, with that. I
1: feel like it's, almost all lawyer and I'm very very okay with that
0: yeah I want to see you know it looks like Saul Goodman making 700 bucks a defense uh hundred dollars
1: wasn't it or was it 700 I think it was 700
0: bucks uh as' like a public defendant I yep, guess yep. um and starting from very humble beginnings. Uh, the humblest of beginnings, as far as lawyers go, arguing with Jonathan.
1: Ba- Here's again, arguing with Jonathan Banks, being <laughs> over, hassled over
0: a three dollar parking thing. I mean, it's- that as a
1: Breaking Bad fan, uh, immediately asked, like, "Wow, how did we get there? Why was he there? What, you know what, yeah. what? what's going on? How does that relationship evolve?"
0: Sure. Well, we know from uh, Breaking Bad, he said he was a parking attendant, at, or like a like a. Didn't he do like toll bridges as well? Man, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't he have multiple jobs where he sits and takes tickets? Are you joking? Are no, you making a no. joke? No. I think, I, th- I thought he said something like that, but maybe not.
1: Hmm. I remember his, uh, the only thing I remember in his backstory is the whole half measures when he was a cop in Philly, right? Sure. Yeah. So I'd like to see, you know, how that meeting ends up with the uh relationship they had in the, in you know the end of season 2 of breaking bad i don't know um, sure i
0: think this might be a journey for both of them i don't know that it's going to be necessarily restricted to saul jonathan banks might play a big part in this you
1: know from potentially the, one thing i'm worried about is like from what i could see of the
0: villains
1: it it's kind of small beer um it's it's but then I was trying to think of, like, if I just saw, like, a couple second clip of Emilio or Crazy Eight. Yeah. If I would have thought that that, you know, if I'd had no, a similar reaction, like, these guys are jokes.
0: Episode one, you're not going to get uh, super villains, Right. But this when, isn't a Marvel show.
1: Sure, sure. But it's 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 kind of weird. And I'm kind of worried about going back to maybe even a downshift from from Crazy Eight and Emilio. Mm-hmm. Uh like like combo, okay. Combo's the big bad. Well, we've seen Gus Fring. Is that going to be kind of tedious to sit through?
0: I don't think so. Uh, the thing that interests me is how Saul became Saul, because the Saul we see in these previews is a very different Saul than we see. Even I'm not even say at name. first, sure. But even at first sighting in Breaking Bad, he is a very very different person. Sure. And that's what I want to see. I want to see that journey.
1: Yeah. And like you, here's, here's another potential spoiler, and you can bleep it out in the podcast if you don't like it. But uh, Saul explains that he came up with the name uh, Saul Goodman to basically appeal to Jewish people and mm. to make people take him serious as a lawyer. Knowing what I know about Saul Goodman. I would very strongly suspect that there's more to that, you know, story than going from McGill to Goodman is is just all, you know, to be uh is it's not all Gentile camouflage, right? Uh-huh. Uh he, he did he piss off the wrong person? Um does all of Better Call Saul, does all the Jimmy McGill stuff take place in Albuquerque?
0: Does uh, he I don't then, know. because
1: if he just I changes know. his name in the same town, Albuquerque is not that big of a town. I don't know that you can get away with that.
0: Seems like he might be in Philadelphia really well if mike's there who knows oh yeah who knows but see i feel like mike my backstory my headcanon
1: for mike is that he fled philly to the american southwest to kind of get away from the brouhaha that he started over the, the full measures stuff
0: yeah but it seems unbelievable that a public defendant could change his name and have people in the industry not recognize him there's no way there's no way. Unless, maybe that's yeah, a the thread, and maybe it becomes like, oh, you're changing your name, huh, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, we know who you really are. You're yeah. not fooling anybody. Like, the first billboard, like, some
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. court clerk <laughs> is like, Saul, well, Goodman. Saul Goodman, my ass, like, <laughs> Jimmy McGill. Yeah, I'm going to contact the Bar Association and see what's going on. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting if this all kind of took place, the early goings in Philly, and then it all migrated over to New Mexico.
0: Could be. I don't That'd know. That would be
1: interesting. I'd like to see that. I really don't know the setting there. Uh seems like a lot of stuff happened in the desert in the trailer. Yeah. That's why I yeah I, I you know my geography's shaky but I'm pretty sure Philadelphia is not surrounded by desert.
0: No, the the thing the the feeling that I'm hoping to get from the show is the badger spinning a dollar bill sign outside of a store. Mm of lawyering you Mm. know like that's what i want saul to be at the beginning of this and i feel like that's what he's gonna be by the end he's upgraded to laser pointers
1: yeah but but we want to see him spinning spinning his uh arrow pretty much okay
0: Mm. all right that's that's fair enough anything else uh, from the trailer you want to talk about
1: not particularly i've got three quotes from uh seppenwall ponny Wozniak, and greenwald it would be interesting for me to read them yes okay i'm I'm gonna say yes on that all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so Sepinwall said, I admittedly approached the spinoff with some skepticism. Gilligan and Gould had earned a ton of trust from their work together in Breaking Bad. And yet, given how well and definitively Breaking Bad had concluded, did we really need to see more of that universe? And if so, was saw who was an amusing accent to the show, but relatively two dimensional character, who despite being a primarily comic relief, wasn't as funny as I- either Walter Jesse, the right choice to continue to franchise he continues but if i began watching better call saul as a skeptic the first 3 episodes have mostly made me a believer there are nods to the parent show and these are the most emotionally affecting parts of this young series but saul quickly learns to function as its own thing rather than taking the easy approach of being breaking bad episode 1 the phantom Erman Trout. <laughs> all right um so how does that color your expectations
0: i mean that's kind of that's the stuff that i've heard it's like you know i I hope those nods are just nods. I hope those nods are not too obvious. Yeah, and and too fisted is it, is it telling that
1: Seppenhall says those moments are the ones most affecting? Like that? No, that,
0: I I, I read that and I say like, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, then here's the thing: I don't know that he's saying they're that they're the most affecting because. Of that, but they are also the most affecting moments. Ah, so the Might stuff be that what Breaking Bad saying.
1: would appreciate. They also are the most emotional parts of the series. Yeah,
0: I'm hoping that's what he means because I, I'm kind of with
1: you. I don't think I'm not hoping honestly. I don't really care because I've seen Breaking Bad. There's absolutely no percentage yeah, in me for them not making those connections if they feel like it's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, maybe I. I don't know. We'll We'll see how it plays out. I'm like I said. I'm trying to keep my expectations low, so I'm trying not to. Sure. Kind of overanalyze it.
1: Uh, James Poniewozik from Time said, I will say that I was skeptical of the idea, as I say in my... uh, uh Wait a second. I forget what article he's referring to, but it had shades of 2001's Lone Gunman, superfluous dark com- comic X-Files spinoff that Gilligan also ran, yet after three episodes, I have to say it's pretty good. And in fact, pretty good it might be the right ambition for this series, even if it not necessarily risks unflattering comparison to the grand sweep and ambitions of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. On his face, Saul is a similar show with a similar arc. Jimmy McGill is a struggling but essentially law-abiding guy who we know will slip, sideslip the crooked path of criminality, or at least criminality enabling, um, which he notes is ironic since it's the reverse of the redemption and name-changing of the New Testament Saul, which I don't. I, I'm assuming Villigan. The Villigan intended that because that's kind of the stuff that's up his alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have you know, um, what's the opposite of the scales? The scales uh, plying the one's eyes on the road to Damascus. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. He says what distinguishes it in the early and going is precisely that is a different aims. It takes the character seriously, but it's more of an entertainment, more pic, uh, Picar-esque, whatever the hell that means. Mm. And ultimately, it's about a different kind of figure. Um. So. What I think is interesting here is that what I think Alan Sepinwall hinted at, he kind of makes explicit, is that I saw an early review that said this is out the gate greater than Breaking Bad. (laughs) And I didn't know how to take that, whether that was out of the gate, like comparing season one Better Call Saul to season one Breaking Uh Bad. Yeah. Which is still fucking lofty praise. Oh, yeah. But wall says, like, it's, I'm, I'm mostly satisfied. James P- Wozniak says, it's pretty good. It's not great. But on the other hand, if you read these guys' reviews of, you know, I did that as an experiment in season one of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. They were all kind of like, yeah, you know, that Cranson guy's pretty good, but it's kind of silly, and yeah. it tones all over the place, and it's uneven. So, Which are
0: like the things we came to appreciate about
1: Breaking Bad by the end of it. Sure. Uh, The final one, Andy Greenwald said, no show in my tenure at Grantland has inspired so many readers to reach out with one straightforward question. Is it any good? In spite of in the spirit of justice, a concept that Saul Goodman holds dear, though not as dearly as his billfold. Let me address it right at the top. Yes, it is. It is very, very good. Ooh. But that seemingly simple query is actually just a cover for a more pressing concern, one that has roiled Walter White fans the world over, disrupting more sleep these past few months than a pipe full of Heisenberg's best blue. When people ask if Better Call Saul is good, what they're really asking is, will Better Call Saul be great? And that, I'm afraid, is a much trickier proposition. If you want to read those reviews, I'll link them in the show notes. But it seems like he even goes deeper into like some concerns about it being great. Does Better Call Saul need to be great for you? What does it need? Mm, to, no. What does uh, it need to come in at? Does it need to be a top five show this season for it to feel like it's worthy of Breaking Bad? Does it need to be man. top ten? I
0: don't, yeah, I don't know if it can hit top five for me. I mean, you got the final season of Mad Men. You got the follow up of True Detective. Maybe Fargo. Yeah, and even if you're talking about Breaking Bad, season one isn't top five programming for me. It's, it's overall seasons, yeah. what that show becomes sure. as it grows is far more interesting than any individual season. Right. And that's that's what I feel like we won't know about Better Call Saul until either it's all over or we're a good chunk of the way through it. I, I don't think it needs to be great. It doesn't need to be top television. It needs to be good. Hmm. And I'll, I'll be okay with that.
1: Uh Let me ask you this. Uh, brands former on the forums want to know what are you more excited for, The Walking Dead or Better Call Saul? Oh come on, Better Call Saul, really easily,
0: easily. (laughs) I I I'm weirdly not that excited for it. Like the more I see of it, the more excited I get because I realize that it's kind of a similar formula to Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know, it's it's the guy who's kind of down on his luck. Yeah, uh, trying to make it.
1: It's not, it's not, To it's, it's more, I'm not excited. I'm curious. And I guess that's, yeah, it, it'll yeah. turn really quickly to excitement, but it's just like, I'm just really curious. Even after seeing all these people that I like and trust say it's very, very good. I, I'm worried that if it's not top five television, that I'll just be disappointed by comparison.
0: I, i struggle to imagine a show That is top five television against the shows that we're talking about in its first season. I mean, when you're talking Game of Thrones, you're talking Mad Men, True Detective, Fargo, Leftovers. I mean, there are so many really, really strong shows. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But
1: back in the day, I think season one of Breaking Bad would be in almost everyone's top five or top ten like you know, was that going up against like Mad Men, Sopranos? Sopranos? I believe the final season of Sopranos. I get it that it's a much yeah. more crowded landscape nowadays. Yeah, but... I mean
0: now, and and it's not just like it's up against a lot of other season one shows. You know, it's up against season five shows, season seven shows. Mm-hmm. They got so much investment in those other shows. It's hard to say that this would be better than those in its first season. Yeah. So I I don't know I I'm not expecting absolute you know pinnacle of television i'm expecting something that is entertaining uh and yeah kind of leads expect- into I- a larger yeah. role for the show
1: yeah i guess it's not i guess it's kind of related to expectations i'm just saying that again i don't know that they're my expectations but i'm trying to gauge like a retrospective disappointment and that's the thing like i i don't know I'm i'm much more nervous about and this this same kind of thing that impacted my enjoyment of boardwalk empire and early going where I was just so nervous about one of my favorite shows managing to be good at the end and kind of somehow retroactively validate everything that came before it. <laughs> um, that, that, that is inf- it, it's fucking with my ability to just relax and take this as it is. I just want to get that out there. So everybody knows my bias going forward. Yeah. So like if the show ends up being a B plus, it might feel like a C minus to me because it's relation to Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to kind of separate them a like little bit Like for example, if
1: Fargo were a spin-off of Breaking Bad, what would I think of it? It'd be
0: fucking weird spin off for Breaking Bad. No, but I'm but saying yeah, like, yeah.
1: I think that's an A that was an A A that was an A A minus show. Mm-hmm. But if it had been somehow connected to Breaking Bad or the Wire or any of the other things I love, it's like I don't I, I think I would have been a lot more I had a lot more problem or my anxiety would interfa uh, would, would amplify everything I saw wrong and kind of detract from everything that was right. So sure. just so you know, that's how I'm going into the series. Okay. What do you think listener? If you'd like to let us know, you can send it into better call Saul. I'm sorry, better cast Saul actually both work, but whatever better cast, better cast Saul at baldmove.com. You can get our forums at forums and uh, participate in our threads that will be going on live. Facebook.com slash bald move. If you want to, best way to keep abreast of what's being released or Twitter, if you prefer that every time something gets released, we tweet it out. So it's the best way to, you know, find out exactly when the episodes drop Uh, anything we want to talk about otherwise for this
0: preview Uh, test. It's the final thing that I wanted to kind of mention is it's interesting. That everybody's kind of talking this way um and Mm. and really just wanting the show to be great no one's sure if it can even be great compared to its predecessor uh no one was saying that about breaking bad Mm. i wonder if it's setting itself up for some impossible task in the face of all this talk yeah, I would say that it's kind of Because if people similar. had been doing the same thing at the very beginning of Breaking Bad, yeah. I wonder if people would have given Breaking Bad the chance that it deserved.
1: No, I mean, Breaking Bad almost got canceled throughout its first three seasons. Yeah. And that's, like, shocking when you realize how good even season three. Um, I,
0: I feel like this Vince Gilligan is go running towards the springboard, and he notices that there is a fucking pool of grease in his landing zone. When he's got to stick this landing, uh, let me ask you this: predict the ratings on this thing, because
1: you're you're mm. gonna have you're gonna have Walking Dead is gonna have 15 million people at a minimum, and that's if their audience contracted from the last half season. Yeah, leading this thing in to a show that 10 million people tuned in to the finale episode of mm-hmm. okay of Breaking Bad, and and it's had almost two years of Netflixing and. Uh, amazon on demand and hulu and all that stuff i don't even know it's on hulu but whatever it's had all that time to grow an audience it would not shock me if 12 million people plus tuned in for the first episode i don't know what happens once it goes back to monday night but i would not be shocked if a a huge a truly staggering number of people watch this first
0: episode you could be right you could be right i i I want to say, I think the main audience for the show might be closer to like 8 million. Well, I mean, like yeah. a small shrinkage from what the actual numbers were in the end. Because the, bad. the
1: episode episode of the last season was like 5 million ish. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, people decided to just, you know, twice as many people tune in to watch the finale. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's like, you know, people that normally DVR it or pirate or what, like, you know, just tuned in because it's such a huge cultural event. I don't yeah. know how to explain yeah. that, but I'm saying that there's like, Enough curiosity, and you've also got this – I, I feel like that Walking Dead and Breaking Bad's audience is a lot more complimentary than, say, like a Mad Men transition oh, yeah. to Walking Dead or Walking Dead transition to Mad Men. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the show still had a lot of action and, uh, you know, a lot of visceral thrill to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it could be huge. I don't know if it stays huge, but I could easily see this, you know,
0: a 10 million plus debut. Yeah, I can see that. I had a question for you. Uh-huh. Time to first Walking Dead Better Call Saul crossover commercial. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: well, see, that's, I was about to make that point, like, I think the one of the worst things that AMC's done for The Walking Dead is when they started explicitly making connections between Breaking Bad and Mad Men and Walking Dead. You know, remember that series of commercials about? where it's like, in a world where a man doesn't know where to turn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something great could happen, and the hero, and like they kept on yeah, like, intercutting as if they're all man. interchangeable. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Uh, and then, the, yeah. then, then it became really terrible when they started throwing in like low winter sun and hell on wheels sure. and i'm not saying anything bad about hell on wheels it's a fine show i'm not into it but whatever
0: i'm talking more like the hyundai commercials where like no i know what you what you're know saying. Saul will be going into uh i don't i don't know a fucking courtroom and it turns out oh everybody's walkers and he's defending a walker and i would i would that shit will happen i would bet pretty good odds <sighs> that we have a crossover
1: commercial on the walking dead premiere
0: you're probably Because right. after
1: that, it doesn't make any sense. It's on a different yeah. night. It's yeah. different. But no, I, I would totally buy that there's going to be some, because AM, AMC does like to do that. They do.
0: They do. All That's right. it. That's all I got.
1: All right, cool. Uh, all at um is the email. Again, check out the forums. Check out our site for all the other shows we're doing, because we're doing a ton right now. Yeah. The Americans, Justified... Lots Breaking Bad Rewatch, season two rewatch, which mm-hmm. is spoiler free. And now Better Call Saul. Is there one more coming? Or is this it? This is peak, peak bald move until we get to House of Cards? Is House in of there Cards. Near is the end of February. Coming in at the end of February. We'll have so we'll we'll they'll be there'll be weeks where we're put, pumping out five podcasts. What are we doing, man? Five we're, plus. We're crazy. Yeah. No, well, it's uh I'm just just glad that Hannibal got pushed back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the summer. Sure. So, um anything else? Nope, that's it. All Thanks, right. everybody. We'll see you right after uh the second episode of Better Call Us All for an instant cast. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.